0: that, bitches. Ladies and gentlemen, two fighters enter, one fighter leaves the room!
1: Everyone, welcome to a very, very special episode of Grudge Match. Um, You know what, Sammy? Enjoy your victory cigar. Enjoy your Walmart shades. Enjoy your piss-colored hat. Publix. I just have one thing to say. I have one thing to say. I called this uh, special episode of Grudge Match, this reactionary episode of Grudge Match, um, to say one thing. Congratulations to the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't think that it is debatable anymore. It is untouchable as of now. And I do think Tom Brady has freed himself of the Belichick speculation, the Patriots speculation, the arm speculation. Congratulations, uh, Thomas Edward Brady Jr., and congratulations, Sammy. What do you have to say?
0: All right. I just want to give everyone a brief moment that is listening right now, all 60 of our listeners. Uh, if you'd like to take the moment, turn turn up the volume. I'll give you a, a, a brief moment. Don't worry. Take your time. Is it turned up? All right. Here we go. First of all, Julian, thank you for saying that. Even though I know even though I know that you, you, you already said it before, even before this Super Bowl, you know, he, he is the the greatest of all time. Um, but I mean, obviously it was kind of already play would out, but now it's, it's cemented. Um, even though it, it's been tough, uh, and I'm not being sarcastic, I'm being serious, it's been tough seeing after that game how many people were still like, I hate Tom Brady. You know, I I they're like, oh, I, I still hate Tom Brady. And usually I would get upset about that, but after that, I'm like, you know what? I know you hate him because of his greatness. That is a compliment. That is the, the best compliment that someone could have. And this is actually going to be a compliment to your your, your fit, your your goat in the NBA. Uh that. He can go, Tom, Tom Brady can go to another team and win a suit, you know, win a title
1: like LeBron James. Now, now I do want to preface this: Tampa did have the equivalent amount of talent that Miami had, like if LeBron wasn't there. Like corollary, let's just let's just say that right now too. Ah, uh,
0: well. Well, hold on. Did Miami even make the playoffs before LeBron got there? Uh, No, they were trash. And I'm asking you serious. No, they were trash. Okay. Well, who would know that a quarterback or even one player, you know, on the court would make a big difference? Yeah, you know, the fact that they weren't even in the playoffs. And I know a lot of people were saying, oh, well, Peyton Manning, you know, went to another team. Yeah, well, uh, they went to the playoffs the year before. They were already kind of set up. They had Tim Tebow there. Um, that was Tim Tebow's first taste of, you know, NFL playoff. I'm pretty sure if he went back another year, I, I, I mean, I can't say he would have done better, but I'm just saying Denver was still a, a solid team. Um, but thank you that that means a lot to me. Joe. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not going to lie. The way you were texting me saying, Hey, I've got some stuff to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to really talk crap. only because a lot of giant fans right now are,
1: Really trashy. Um, that's, uh, that's part of the. Uh, that's part of what I came to say as well. Um, well. We'll we'll get into that. And I know you have some. You know, you have some car
0: undercards for me that you did not want to tell me about. So I can't. I cannot wait. You know, I love surprises, baby. You know, I love surprises. Now, I, I think before we continue, I do want to ask you this. Sure. Uh, I think this goes for every Super Bowl because uh, it's not like a series because there are multiple games that are happening. The Super Bowl is one moment, one night. This is a Where were you and how were you feeling from the first quarter to the fourth quarter? I guess, you know, I want to ask you for each quarter. So quarter number one. How how are you feeling leading up to the kickoff?
1: Honestly, um, I remembered uh I remembered the first quarter. And I kind of knew that even if Kansas City won, it would be a close game. Now Credit to Tampa Bay outside of Tom Brady. I'll I'll give my I'll I'll make my more detailed thing about why Tom Brady deserves all the credit in the world for his win. But the fact that Tampa Bay and Todd Bowles, bless his soul, held Kansas City to three points. My God. Um for a quarter. I understand that Kansas City is a type of team that accelerates after halftime. Something about this first quarter and then this first half feels different. Jesus Christ! I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to take my medicine about Leonard Fournette. By the way, <laughs>
0: I, I I know I I should have really stuck behind him during you our last really episode. Really should have. I I was like, and then you were really giving me a hard time. Like, uh, I guess I should just stick with Tom Brady. I I felt good about him after the the Green Bay game, but then the way you're laughing, I'm like, I guess I'm just
1: being very biased. But all right, I guess I'll stick with Tom Brady. No, you, then. you know what? This, um. this has <laughs> proven to be um, a great. Uh, F you moment to the rest of the league for about half of Tampa's roster for Todd. I was, yes, you know, like he got exiled from New York for Adam Gase. And, you know, this was his big shut up, take a nap, New York and take your medicine. You know, I think that it didn't look good. There were spots where Kansas city was Kansas city, but they looked different. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I felt like the okay, so
0: this was the, that that Tampa Bay team, I definitely agree with you. That was like the the FU team. Yes. Kind of like everybody that, you know, Antonio Brown. Antonio Leonard Brown Fournette, caught a touchdown
1: like, in the Super Bowl.
0: Okay, oh my yeah, god! I, I'm I'm so happy about that. I was so I'm like good for him. That that that's literally the when I saw him catch it. I know we're kind of skipping into a second, but like yeah, super we'll, we'll, super yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, good good for him. But yeah, in the first quarter, um, was that also when Tampa was in the like the red zone and they got stopped on the one yard line? Uh it was either late in the first or uh, super early in the second. One of those. I guess what I will stick yeah. with will stick with the first quarter. Uh, I, I mean, or say that I was in the first quarter. My, I thought I thought Tampa Bay lost right right there, and yep. I think that was when they were already up seven. Yep. Um, oh, and shout out to your boy JPP. Like seriously, shout out to your boy JPP. He, he was playing like he had fifteen fingers. I on know,
1: right? Well, it's not even, <laughs> it, it, and and I don't think even that it was uh, JPP necessarily. I think they all took their cues from how just rattled Kansas city was. And this, this is getting into the second quarter. Now we will, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. But in the second quarter, that's when Kansas city's mistakes started popping up. And I know that a lot of the shit that you are probably hearing from giants fans, from Tom Brady haters and whatnot are saying, are talking about how like, you know, the refs were in on this game, we're in on this game. But I, as you know, not necessarily a, a Tom Brady fan, like I'm a New York fan. And when he played for the Patriots, like I don't like him obviously, yeah, but and, and and they started making mistakes. Honey Badger went full Honey Badger, and it backfired on him. You have all of this bad morale coming into the second quarter, and all these mistakes that Kansas City don't they don't make as a team, as as shaky as their defense is seen to be at some points. Um, everyone got the yips. I get that they had backup linemen on the offensive line. I get that, like you know. Their secondary isn't their strongest suit, but they got the yips, and Tampa Bay smelled blood immediately. I think we talked about this on the last pot. Like, you know, if they if
0: Tampa Bay's D smells that blood, like that turf toe hurting, they're going in for the kill. Like, uh, I think James Worthy had a great uh, quote about, like, when the Celtics were hurt in the 87 NBA Finals, and I think Kevin McHale, Robert, they were all hurting. And he's like, well, you know, a wounded animal is a dangerous animal. Agreed. Yeah. So, I, and we can tell you, and we we'll, and with the whole flag thing, I will, I will be honest. There were a couple flags where I was like, okay, like the one in the Mike Evans in the end zone, that one, I was like, eh, I wouldn't really say that was a pass. I, I,
1: I, I've, I will say the refs were a little stricter than normal, but you still committed the fouls, and and under review, which they reviewed. The fouls were still committed. So, it, and, 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 and the refs, a lot of, a lot of the quote-unquote crimes that they committed were in the first half. And if you're Kansas City, the argument can't be made like, oh, they put them too far behind. All of Kansas, a lot of Kansas City's wins this year. This you is. couldn't freaking score on offense. <laughs> if anything, you want them to score. Like, yeah, let them score. That'll motivate us. Yeah, Like, exactly. hey, we'll, we'll come back. So I, yeah, and, yeah, like this, this, this entire game and, and it continued into the third and fourth quarters. It was just, it was a thorough beatdown of Kansas city. And that could have been, you know, I, Tom Brady, if he was as old as everyone was saying, this would have been. Thirteen to seven, ten to 7, 16 to seven. This is the biggest margin
0: in his in his ten Super Bowls, like or you know the seven that he's won. This is the biggest margin. He
1: took advantage of the mistakes. Like no one was predicting that he would be able to at this age. So, prideful fans, take your medicine. The debate is over, at least for now. We'll we'll have another grudge match at some point, maybe in a few years, about Patrick Mahomes' career if he can get eight, <sighs> maybe. If that becomes the case, but for now the mm-hmm. door is shut.
0: Uh, I I think it, it is shut. the 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 door is locked, and I definitely. Well, I think now when conversations come up about Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be saying, "Oh, is he the next like Joe Montana? Is he the next like you know? Oh, is he going to be greater than Joe Montana? Is he going to be greater than uh, Terry Bradshaw like guys in your rings?" I I think Tom Brady is not only like on another planet. He is on another universe. Now, I do...
1: He's not even in the same library. I I want to ask you about this um, because there was this uh, argument that I made last Grudge Match, uh, last episode, about um, what the criteria for a goat is, right? Because if we're talking about pure rings, this is like the Bill Russell argument, right? Um, So, it can be said that... If Patty gets to five and he still remains as ridiculous as he is now, he could have a possible Jordan argument for this sort of thing, to be fair. Yeah, 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 they'll be like, oh. Let's be fair. Yeah. But right now, now that he's been freed, in my opinion, probably in yours too, of being constantly attached to Belichick and having that credit that should be going to him a good bit more. This is like if Michael Jordan retired for a few years, came to the Wizards, and they won the NBA championship in 02. I think, again, this goes to show, this is the Larry Bird thing that I talked about earlier, or last episode. There is a ghost, there is a mental block over anyone that tries to beat this man, and there is something that he does, there is something intangible that he does to the players around him that allows them to apply their talent in more useful ways than they normally would. Oh yeah! So kudos to you. Now, getting into, um, we're just gonna have a few uh, uh, short and dirty undercards. Um, Ooh, you know I like for uh, this fight. Uh, our first one. I want to read a couple of um, uh, things that I read on the Giants fan page. Um, oh leading, my god! Because leading into the Super Bowl, <laughs> I made a post that wasn't very well received on the fan page. And it was this. Now that I consider the Eagles a dead team to me, they are not a team to me. I don't mind if Tom Brady wins because his only two Super Bowl losses now come at the hands of my Giants. And so if we took two away from him, I think we can root and give him one with our spirit, right? That guy responded. (laughs) I hope Tom Brady gets folded in half like a chair. Um, I hope <laughs> Tom Brady gets one of his perfect teeth knocked out.
0: Oh, oh no, nah, that's um, just dirty. Is it, where is it?
1: Um, it makes me want to throw up that JPP left New York to join Nazi Tom Brady. Oh, okay. Now, <sighs> bringing us into our first undercard. Oh, of all the sports franchises in all the world, which sports team has the most toxic fan base?
0: I love this topic. D- damn, you're better. You're better at picking topics than I do. Ooh. Sammy, ooh. go ahead. Ooh, ooh, that is a that is a very good question. Who has the most toxic fan base? I'm gonna be on the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of toxic. I don't know if you may agree with me on this one. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. But it's already the team that you've considered not even to be a team. (laughs) Not only do I think the Philadelphia Eagle fans, and uh, my boy Brandon, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry, but not only do I think Philadelphia Eagle fans are the most toxic fans, I think Philadelphia has the most toxic fan base ever and i when you the question what 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 do i mean by top to, toxic um like if i can't even go to a game and wear my own team's jersey and not even like not not even say anything about the other team just going there rooting for my team sure i if i meet philadelphia eagle fans they say to me if i ever want to go to an eagles game and watch my patriots or even tom brady play at tampa bay or like the Red Sox play the the Phillies, or you know, see my Celtics play against the something. They all say whatever you do, do not wear your team jersey. And I'm like, why is it? Because it's like a Boston rivalry? They're like, no, it's because we hate every other team. I'm like, all right, well that's kind of that's kind of douchey. Like really, you're you're gonna beat me up in the parking lot if I'm wearing my own team jersey? Like I'm like, that's just that's a little. A li- that, no, I'm sorry, not little, that's, that's toxic, <laughs> that, that's, that's screwed up, the fact that, like, you're, if I go to a game or whatever, thank you for making me feel safe and make me want to actually go attend one of your games, because I need to get my passport stamped for, you know, baseball stadiums, sure. and now you mean to tell me I I gotta go wearing, he's they're like, unless you're wearing, you know, if you're wearing Philadelphia stuff, you're allowed to go, but if you're wearing anything else, no, they will, like, beat you up.
1: And I'm like, so um, I want to preface this. I will say that I almost pick Philly for mine is because, you know, (laughs) you heard about the, 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 the Santa Claus thing, right? Yeah.
0: The whole, they throw like, you know, hoagies and like Philly cheesesteak sandwiches at Santa Claus, Philadelphia Eagles game. Yes. They, they,
1: they, they kicked Santa Claus out of their stadium. Now, what I will say for whatever reason, the NFC East, consistently has the meanest fans across all four teams (laughs) for different reasons philly you know they're not a team anymore but even when they were like good they're kind of like they're, they're exactly what you talked about the redskins are different because they're exactly like that but their team is shit so yeah. I remember going to a Giants-Redskins game. I got, like, free tickets through, like, uh, just a contest, right? Mm-hmm. My dad and I went. We're big Giants fans. So we would, like, wear our Giants gear. Luckily, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of, like, big, like, jerseys and whatnot. We just had, like, a couple of uh, uh, quarter zips and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Giants win. Redskins fans are depressed. We're going on the buses back to our cars where we parked them. And my dad and I are sitting in the bus surrounded by angry drunk Redskins fans. And a man walks onto the bus in a Terrell Owens jersey. Oh, God. And when I tell you, he got physically thrown off the bus and told to walk back to Dallas. Oh. He he said, he said, but I'm from Fairfax. (laughs) We don't care. (laughs) He got physically thrown off the bus and my dad and I shrunk into our chairs and he whispered to me, son, son, hide your logo i'm like okay so oh like my god in the back of the bus save and i've already we've already discussed how toxic giants fans are cowboys fans are everyone knows about the dallas cowboys fans. Uh,
0: i feel like well with their fan base dallas's fan base i wouldn't really say if, if it's toxic they're toxic about their own team which is like yeah you know what Oh, because i feel like they're all in their own world
1: yeah, it, no, they're, it, yeah. They're, 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 they're they're toxic in a Golden State Warriors-Lakers-fans type <laughs> of way. Um, who I'm going to pick, though, my most toxic fan base in all the world is the New York Knickerbockers fan base. Ooh. This is why. New York hasn't made the playoffs since, like, 2012, yeah. maybe. Something like that. The last time Carmelo Anthony wasn't fat. <laughs> um, and every year the Knicks fans swear to God that they have the next underrated all-star. This year, it's Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Now, granted, they're not so bad. However, because the owner of the Knicks is who the owner is, inheriting a beautiful team in a beautiful state from his father and driving it into the ground. And I remembered last season when I was still living in New York, the Nets were having, you know, they were coming off of uh, a playoff season, a playoff meme season where they had the funnest bench in the NBA. Uh Jared Jared Dudley suddenly was like the bane of the Philadelphia 76ers and they just got Kyrie. I looked at a Brooklyn Nets ticket for the season opener. Mm. The ticket was 60 bucks. I looked at a Knicks ticket opener. Home opener ticket. The base price was $302. Uh. The very fact that James Dolan is still able to charge that much for a nosebleed seat to the New York Knicks tells you how deluded and how awful that fan base is that's pretty At bad. being a fan base. Yeah, that is pretty Because bad. imagine if you're a fan base, you are essentially a a, a a a stockholder in your team. You know? Yeah. Your 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 purchase price is the jersey, the gear, the tickets, you know, the fandom. Yeah. And for whatever reason, their stockholders don't care enough to make any cha- to want to make any change for their franchise. <sighs> At least the Philadelphia Eagles fans or whatever their team name is. I don't know who they are anymore. <laughs> At least they have the pride to boo their own team and know when their own team is ass. Mm.
0: So you don't think the Knicks fans don't know? I mean, I don't know. I guess I put Stephen A in that category because Stephen A even <laughs> publicly, not only, but nationally
1: also is like, yeah, my team. My team sucks. You go to New York, I was talking uh, like I used to work with a bunch of Knicks fans, and they're like, "Hey, this is our year! This is our year! We got this! We have Julius Randle and Dennis Smith Jr. My God, Dennis Smith Jr. is failing out of the G League, Sammy. Mm. We have uh, we have that 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 French dude uh uh French uh 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 uh, 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 uh Nikolina, They can't even pronounce. They don't the know yet. how to pronounce <laughs> their own foreign players' last names, and to them. The city of New York is ours. No, it's not. I mean, like, and the thing is, it's so ridiculous that Nets fans that came from the swamp into Brooklyn really are like, we don't care if it's yours because you're not going to win any championships. Yeah. Not like this. Not like this. And not to mention their best Nick the, the, the best Knicks teams that they always cite. Yeah. Are the ones that never won championships. It's always the Mellow team or the Patrick Ewing team. They don't even study their own history to talk about Clyde Frazier or Dave DeBoucher. Yeah. I'm a Nets fan, <laughs> and I know those names.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I would – I mean, I guess the only reason I'm not saying their fans are ta- – because if I met – the, the thing is I haven't met any many Knicks fans. They're still in, like, hiding, whereas, like, Philadelphia fans, regardless, even if their team is horrible, I still see Philadelphia fans – and i guess i would put them in the you know uh i i would call them the the dynasty of negativity of like not only are they toxic but they are delusional
1: a point to your favor is the fact that they have a statue of nick Foles outside um and the giants haven't erected any statues to lawrence or eli (laughs) so so that goes to show you. We okay. We'll we'll will we'll let the fans vote on this. Yeah. Um, but I will say, at least in recent years, and even like going back to the beginning of the decade with like Andy Reid and whatnot, I do think that the Eagles, and even going back to Donovan McNabb, the the, the Birds have at least a history of some competence, while the Knicks haven't been competent since Patrick Ewing retired.
0: That is true. That that is true. I will say I did like uh, I did like some Donovan McNabb, and Andy. I even loved uh, Vic there. I loved oh Vic, Vic was there. great. Uh, heck, when Vic got called in to start, I would, you know I almost had a tear come out of my eye. I'm like oh my god, finally he's getting a chance to to prove himself here. I mean you got to love that comeback story, and obviously it's the Philly the Philly thing. That's that's awesome. And I already have a feeling you know, whoever's listening, if you're a Philadelphia or a New York fan, we're probably going to be losing some listeners. But you know what. Um, <laughs> You know, to each their own. Yeah. Again, this is all, this is all of our opinions. You could think our opinions are awesome. You could also think our opinion sucks. So that, that's the thing. And you know what? If you want to fight us on them, fight us on them. Come on. Please please call our phone numbers or, you know, reach us out on Instagram. We, we, (laughs) or Facebook even. I would love, Um, I would love to, I would love to chat it up with America.
1: Uh, kudos Again, to Tom Brady, he's going to be coming back once more in the title fight. Okay, now, for our second undercard, we are highlighting um, Tom Brady again as a theme for today's episode. Oh. Sammy, I got to be honest. I I have seen evidence off the field of uh, Tom Brady's competitive fire, Um. I remembered you, you, the weirdest one that I saw that that like really like let me know that he was like an asshole Loki in a good way. Um, I think he was on like an episode of Conan, <laughs> and they were just like playing video games, and neither of them had played this certain video game before. And Conan was like trash talking Brady after he beat him in one game, and Brady like leaned forward, and started just like really concentrating, <laughs> kicked Conan's ass a second two times. And started talking trash to him. And I was like, okay, I don't think he's joking. <laughs> um, now, I have never seen him go crazy. Everyone, there are a lot of players that have those great moments. Like you have Peyton Manning yelling at his O-linemen, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I have never seen Tom Brady do that. Always perfect image, always dorky family man, which kind of, you know, I was like, be real for a second, please, my God. And... While it wasn't necessarily the cleanest look, what he did with Honey Badger, chasing after him, that was the most respect that I'd ever had for Tom Brady in my life, even more than winning this Super Bowl. Just the fact that he was willing to be an asshole, and knowing that if he gets in a physical fight with Honey Badger, he's losing. Oh, yeah. And he still went after him. So, this second undercard is, most badass trash-talking event in sports history. Sammy.
0: Ooh. Well, you already know. Once you said trash talking, uh, do you know what player I'm already thinking about? It involves the NBA.
1: I'm thinking that you are thinking of a certain three-point shooting contest. Um, It involves that
0: player, but it's not that moment. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, So, let me pull up the specific... Um, so, well, first of all, if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Larry Bird. Um, yeah, legend, legend uh, one of the all time, one of the greatest three point shooters of all time. Uh, you know, he had a beautiful run in Boston, the Boston garden, a great rivalry with Magic Johnson. And also they were known as the two guys that saved the NBA. So the story I'm talking about is... Uh, it involves, uh, I wish I would have saved this story for our like Christmas episode. Cause I feel, I feel like, have you never, so the reason I want to save, or I should have mentioned this in our Christmas episodes, because, um, this involved him giving a special gift to a basketball player in the middle of the game. Uh huh. And. Oh, wait, I
1: think I know this story. All right. Go, go, go. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay.
0: Um. You know, it's with Chuck Person, right?
1: Yes, yep. yes,
0: yes. So the this is my favorite. I when I heard this story, I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever heard from him. So it involves, uh, you know, Larry Bird talking trash to like Chuck Person. I think Chuck Person said something to Larry Bird to like set him off, and then sure. Um, so I'm like looking. Uh, Okay, yeah, March. Uh, yeah, I start. I started talking as soon as I got into the league, but I had a bad experience. My rookie year, uh, we were playing the Chicago Bulls. This is Michael Jordan's third and fourth. Uh, we're playing the yep. exhibition. Uh, all right, so, all right, here we go. Versus Larry Bird. So, obviously, um, they were talking about, like, uh, hey, uh, Larry Bird's walking through. And uh, before the game, Bird told a person that he had a Christmas present for him. And during that game, Bird shot a three-pointer turned around and look at Chuck Person. And yep. uh, uh pardon my French for anybody, but it's gotta I gotta quote Go what he said. He was sitting on the bench, labor turned around and said, quote, Merry fucking Christmas. And ran right back down to the court as woof. the shot went in. That is one of the funny <laughs> Woof. <laughs> woof. Oh my
1: woof, god. Woof.
0: It, it, that one's up there. If I had to like a close second would be when Larry was playing real hard against uh, Dr. J. And this is this involved the Dr. J fight. And I think Larry Bird told Dr. J, hey, man, I think it's time for you to retire. And then, obviously, you see that scene where like Dr. J's choking Larry and they're throwing freaking punches. Uh, we don't see that. I, you can never see that anymore. Just every time I hear about Larry Bird, I hear more about his trash talking than, like, his three-point
1: shooting or, like, his passing and everything. So, I love that moment. I think it's a perfect uh, uh, example of Larry Bird's trash talk. He was really, like, to the point with everything. <clears throat> Wasn't, like, you know, he was he was, he was was the hick from French Lick. He said a thing. <laughs> he just meant what he said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Just a hard-nosed type of dude. Didn't really get fancy with it. And before you continue, Um, you know what the funniest
0: thing about him is? When they're saying he's, like, a big trash talker, there's no, like, like camera scene on him where you're seeing him say a word. Every camera that's on him, he just looks, like, really quiet. He looks like he wouldn't say a word to anybody, which I think is, like, so the astonishing part. Like, really, he would say that? Or, like, really, he would do the, the trash talking where he would tell, like, the team, like, guys, guys, listen... I'm going to get the ball right here. I'm going to go to the corner. I'm going to shoot a three, and there's not a damn thing y'all can do about it. Like, literally, I'm like, where is he saying this? Where is the camera Which is great. of him, like, saying that? Or, you know, telling, like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the middle of the finals, like, I'm about to wear your ass out tonight. Like, where? Where is the camera where he's talking? Every time the camera is on him, he's just, like, huffing and puffing. I'm like, are you
1: kidding me? Honestly, more than likely, that's why he grew his mustache. You just couldn't see his mouth move. Yeah, it's like. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> So here, here's why I didn't pick Larry Bird. I picked a trash talker that is the only example that I've seen of someone ruin a career uh-oh, through trash talk. Uh-oh. So I don't know the exact stats, but um, in—I uh, forget which playoff series it was. It might have been 96, something like that. Um, the Charlotte Hornets were the next big thing. Grandmama, you had uh, young Alonzo, uh, you had Steph Curry's dad. Um, yeah, I remember who back this then too. was just you know possibly the third greatest shooter shooter in the NBA. Behind only maybe the like, third behind like Reggie and Chris Mullins, something like that. They were supposed to be this team, this young and upcoming team that was going to give the Bulls trouble, and they gave him a little bit of trouble. But in game two or three of the series, something like that. Michael Jordan was guarding All-Star Muggsy Bose. Do you know this story?
0: Uh, I think I've heard of it but not specifically, but take it away.
1: So, this is what he says. You you know Muggsy Bose.
0: Oh, um, yeah, you kidding me? Greatest actor on uh Space Jam. Oh my god, he was. Okay, so this act <laughs> this, this, this
1: this 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 is actually even better. Oh, this is so much more Oh my god, Sammy, I don't think you're going to be able to fight me on this one anymore cuz at the very least if they weren't friends Muggsy Bose was deemed cool enough to be cast in Space Jam, right? (laughs) Yeah. Goes to show you, they were on set together for, you know, at least a little bit, right? Yeah, that one hot scene where he gives them their talents back.
0: I think he still has Muggsies to this day, by the way.
1: Yeah. For those of you that aren't aware of Muggsy's status before this moment, he was, you know, a pretty decent all-star. A couple of all-star games under his belt. I think he was averaging like 18 and 6, 18 and 7, something like that. He lines up for a 3. Jordan sags off of him. Like, you know, (laughs) Muggsy is a full foot shorter than Jordan, so Jordan could body him up. Jordan sags off and says, shoot it, midget. I fucking hate (laughs) it. Muggsy bricks it. (laughs) After that moment... In his career, he never cracked twelve points per game ever again.
0: Oh man! <laughs> Damn that that's a that's a pretty tough one. That's a tough story though. That's to come really from.
1: That, like it is like with the context of them being you know possibly friends maybe in Space Jam, and then in the context. Of like at least the public saw them as friends, right? Like you know, yeah. like in the movie, and the context of him being an all-star level guard, mm. and him being you know, kind of a personal idol to me as a five foot four person that thought I could make it in the NBA when I was younger. Uh. If you had any doubts about Michael Jordan as a top tier level trash talker because I do think that trash talking has gotten slightly better and funnier over the past few years, over the past few decades, because like yeah. outside, like outside of a few icons, like even, you know, even the bad boy pistons didn't really tr- trash talk too much. It was right? more the physical aspect. Is they were more physical in the aspects. And even like Jordan and Larry, they, they weren't the most creative thing, but yeah. that moment. It, uh. it, possibly, you know, Even after Kevin Garnett, like, did what he did to Charlie Villanueva, Charlie Villanueva didn't really have much to uh, 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 get messed up on, right? Muggsy Bose went from an all-star to out of the NBA in three years because of what Michael Jordan said to him once.
0: I thought it was really funny what, um, while you were just mentioning about Kevin Garnett, I was thinking about the whole Kevin Garnett, like, cancer patient one. (laughs) Yeah. That, that 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 one was deep. I was like, "Oh, I, I don't want to, you know, hit hit like a string on this podcast with that one But I think a funny one with Garnett with uh joaquin Noah. Um,
1: oh god.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. do, do you do you want to take that one? Do you want to take No, that no,
1: no. Go go ahead. You are you're the Celtics fan. Go ahead.
0: Oh, th- I mean basically a long story short, joaquin Noah is just like, "Hey man, like Yeah, you're an awesome player. Like you teach me that move, and then he's just like, "Man, get off my dick." (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: even funnier. It's even funnier in context because apparently, according to uh, magazine articles at the time, Noah looked up to Kevin Garnett like a like. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. (laughs) I know. I think that's what makes it a lot funnier. Whereas, like, I guess the difference between like the Larry and. Garnett is like, you know, you, to this day, you're shocked. Like, what? Larry was a big trash talker. Whereas, like, now it's like, oh, I'm not shocked Garnett said that. Like, I wouldn't
1: be shocked if something worse came out. Like, or, you know, that that was PG rated. See, so so th- there there are moments like that as to why I think that, that my moment is the most badass of all time. Because there is a viciousness in Michael Jordan that was visible even more to, even to more of a degree than it was in Magic and Larry. More yeah. than it was to anyone else, too. Especially, granted, we got a lot more visibility in it with The Last Dance. But there was this one moment where I saw a clip of him in practice. And he was yelling at someone. He was going like this. Just, like, telling me, like, I'm watching you. That kind of thing. Yeah. And I saw it in the screen. And I got frightened of Michael Jordan. Like, if if this man is petty enough to punch Steve Kerr in the face. um, and And, like have that and spin that as a narrative as to why he was like a brilliant leader that unified his teammates granted to some degree it definitely worked but you can't like i can't even believe how badass this makes his trash on because larry bird definitely talked trash right but michael jordan took that i do believe that he would have been willing to kill someone to win a championship Uh, and and that was evidence in that
0: yeah and comparing going back to what you're saying about jordan like you know killing to win a championship that is definitely the obviously what tom brady's got because i don't know if you heard what he said when uh he saw his players crying on the sidelines when they won the nfc championship game did you know what did he say oh you didn't see it so he no. um he said you know he's like what are you fucking crying about we haven't won anything yet even though they just won the nfc championship his teammates were crying like some of his teammates were crying on the sideline or before it was either before or after he faced the kansas city chiefs in the afc champion when he was with new england uh there was like a leaked story that like he apparently said like i'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet really yes kind of like again the whole larry bird thing where it's never said what what he said in the like you don't see it or whatever but it's like in the and then apparently i read something today like what he said to um the honey badger or I think it was like a lip reader saw what Tom was saying. I think, you know, in the moment when he's like the first time they were bickering, I think he he's said, like, I'm
1: throwing to you. I'm throwing to you. Yeah, I'm throwing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm throwing yeah, yeah. To you all day. I'm throwing it. Yeah. Which
1: he was like, he
0: kind of did. He kind of did. And the <laughs> only time I've ever seen Brady get like the way he was in that game, getting in honey badgers face was uh, it was a divisional round. I think it was 2014 when he was going to, through the playoff run to get to Seattle and he was facing Baltimore that was one of my favorite games of Tom Brady's but that was just a great game between Baltimore and New sure. England in general sure he didn't get into a player's face but I remember he he got pissed because I think he got sacked but then he was trying to get back up and one of the Ravens players like pushed him back down he was trying to get like a you know unsportsmanlike conduct he ripped into the like Official's face, like I, I'd never seen him get pissed hmm. to an official like that before. But when I saw that, I was like, "All right, th- this hmm. this guy this guy wants to this guy wants to win." And at that time, I was I didn't know like if that was really a flag or not. But I was just like, "Damn!" Like that was that was uncharacteristic. But the fact yeah, yeah, that yeah. he but I loved it. I loved when he got into the honey badger's face. I was like, no, "Oh, I he's not it. taking he's not taking." Sh-. And then I think it was when there was a pass interference. Or something like that. And Honey Badger was going crazy. Like, what? How's that? I saw the camera panned on Brady. Brady was just smiling. Like, walking. And I'm just like, damn. Like, I should have known in that moment he was going to win. I think I knew they were going to win when he passed to Antonio Brown. Also, that first catch Antonio Brown got in the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, this man's hungry. Keep feeding him. Keep feeding him. Antonio Brown looked like,
1: I think, uh, uh, um... This was definitely, again, the, the the reason why I wanted to bring this topic up is because I think that this is the first moment that a lot of casual fans or people that don't really follow Tom Brady that much or even people like me who hate him saw him being a little different than the picture-perfect Brady Bunch person that he was, that he's Especially at 43 years with. old. Like... Um, so kudos to you, Tom Brady. We'll let the fans... Uh, the, the listeners vote on this, uh, on this Merry topic. Merry fucking Christmas. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, well, Tom Brady is about to probably end, uh, Drew Brees' career. Um, And, fans, uh, a new nickname, the Dynasty Killer. Our, uh, uh
1: our, 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 <laughs> our fans, I just want, I just want to let you all know while you vote that Sam has just forgotten that he picked Larry Bird, apparently, for this argument. <laughs> I know
0: I probably lost. I know I'm more likely, but you know what? Uh, the fact of all the trash talking stories with him, uh, I feel like that's a great one. Michael Jordan ended a man's
1: career. So our last title fight, uh we were talking about goats and you know, I think another one just got solidified in the public eye just this weekend and continuing in the theme of this for some people, some some very biased people. New goat. Our title fight for this episode is: How many more rings will Tom Brady earn?
0: Oh, you're on my subject today. I, this is the only day I, I I freaking love you, flying Hawaiian. Go ahead, Sammy. You you really first of all. Um, I just want everyone to know the reason I'm saying that is, uh, Julian messaged me the ne- the very next morning, Monday morning. Uh, like maybe 8 hours after the Super Bowl. And he said we we need to do a next we need to do another episode immediately. Immediately. <laughs> uh, and I was like if you and I know he didn't like Tom Brady. Yeah, I know he respected him, you know, go why, but and, and I'm just like dude, if you say one bad thing about Tom Brady, I will quit this podcast. He's like you don't even know what I'm going to say. So fair enough and and he he didn't even tell me any of the topics we're doing right now, <laughs> so I know he is genuinely um, you know helping me out. And I will say this to you, Julian: mm. if and when LeBron gets to his sixth rank, I this is this is where I'll make a deal with you. I will say publicly, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Wow. And. I will say that on the podcast when when and if he does that. And I that I I will I never never asked me that really like what what does LeBron need to do to for me and my eyes to beat MJ get to that 6th rate. That's
1: fair. That's fair. That's fair. You, 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 you That's play for you the ch- you,
0: you play you play for the championship.
1: I'm 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 just glad that you're giving criteria.
0: I will yeah, cuz I never really did to you. I know a lot of people were like Oh, he never has, and he never will be. No, that that's a little mean, and for me to say about Tom Brady, you know, no, Somebody could somebody could break Tom Brady's thing, but that that's hard. It's hard. That is hard.
1: It's that hard. That is very hard. Like theoretically, someone could score a hundred points in an NBA game, but that's hard. Yes. Um. Yeah. Theoretically. theoretically. Uh, so to answer your
0: question, how many more rings does Brady have? It's funny you ask that because I bought tom brady's t-shirt from his tb12 site the one with the Uh seven rings Uh i everybody i sent the photo to i immediately responded back i'm probably gonna regret buying this and they said why and i'm like because i got a feeling he's gonna win one more ring now in 2014 when he won against seattle or when he was going against seattle i was like i genuinely believe he can win four rings and he can retire after that like i think even when he faced when he faced the giants and he lost yeah you know he saw the three i was like i feel like he's got one more ring in him that i remember saying that to my dad. i'm like i feel like he's got one more ring in him. now at first I, I was you know talking to my dad the other day i was just like what what are the chances of you thinking they're gonna run it back they're they're gonna do good and i know they've got like seven or eight free agents this year uh you know dominican sue uh you know, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Uh, they, so many players on the defense that I f- was first thinking, I'm not sure if they can run it back because I know a couple of those. But like Chris Godwin, uh, another guy, uh, Godwin, I heard he wants number one money. Uh, I'm a little worried that most of those players are like, you know, I'm happy I got my one title. I would like to go somewhere else and like make the money now. But what I'm hearing is is that Mike Evans – said that he is willing to take a pay cut to keep that team alive. Now I already know Rob Gronkowski will take whatever and stay. Mm-hmm. Like his best friends there, his mom is only an hour away. I'm pretty sure the money's kind of like, you know, he's not. He's, he's, made, not his for, Actually, he's, he's made his money. Actually, he's made his.
1: Fun fact about uh about Gronk. Did you know that he hasn't spent a dime of his NFL money? I did not know that. So, you I know, not know I'm sure that he doesn't care how much he gets paid. He just gets to pay, play football again in Tampa Bay. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. It's not a bad he's, situation. He's like, Yeah, he's only an hour away from Walt Disney World. Like, I mean, you know, you got the beach. You're only four hours away from Miami. Like, yeah, So I, I highly doubt money's an issue. I think he'll sign. He'll sign again. He'll play with Tom for one more year. That's another thing. Tom looked like he had fun this year. Yes. I'm pretty sure he would take a pay cut after his second year. Yes. You know, I mean, he made great money this year. Well, I'm pretty sure... He, you know, hey, I'm having fun. Like, now, I think with the whole Mike Evans thing, I think they've got... I think all these free agents are going to sign for one more year. I think they're going to try and run it back. And I think that leads me to my... I think, uh, brutally I think Tom Brady has one more. One more. Okay. And that's next year. That That is next year. If he doesn't win next year, I don't think he's going to win another one.
1: I do think that it's dependent on... on- not necessarily on him winning next year, but I do think that this is depend on, on how successful Tampa Bay is. Now, here's, here's my take. If we look towards next year, and even two years from now, Tampa Bay has the NFC South locked down. Um, they have the rest of that division by the balls. If you look at uh, if we're talking about a team that's about to collapse under the cap, look at New Orleans. They are about to get detonated. This was their last and best year. Not to mention that their uh, highest salaried player, after you know, after Alvin leaves, will probably be Michael Thomas, who looked really bad this year. Um, Yeah. Now, and 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 you know, as effective as he. Was because Sean Payton's a good coach, you know. You're banking on Taysom Hill to lead your team, like, come on, Mm. right? So, now, yeah, take uh Carolina into the mix. Who is who 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 is who who is their best hope leading their offense or team in general? Christian McCaffrey? I heard rumors
0: that. Yo, Carolina is smelling for Deshaun
1: Watson right now. Well, you know, as, I don't know how as, accurate that is. I've I've heard rumors, and 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 I do think that like that would be good. I would actually be fine with if if Deshaun Watson still had Riverboat Ron in Carolina, and you know, it remains to be seen if Matt Rule can unlock his talents. I think he can, yeah. but that's a big if. Same with um, Atlanta. <sighs> Atlanta Sports hasn't really. I mm. I feel really bad for Atlanta. We'll, I I
0: think I think they're gonna get rid of Matt Ryan. They got I, they will definitely keep Julio. I know that they will pay
1: whatever they can to Julio. They'll pay whatever Julio. they can. They'll pay Julio whatever. What is their heartbeat right they'll now? They'll pay whatever they can to keep Calvin Ridley after Julio goes too. Um, yeah, but so uh, and you know for a team that's gonna ah just on the sheer They weren't even supposed to ineptitude. go to the Super Bowl this year. They were supposed to be and this is what Tom Brady he's like we're going to be better next year. Like that's the scary thing. And 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 the thing is with the ineptitude of their division, I can foresee Tampa Bay NFC Easting their way at least to three more division titles. Now. Mm. That being said, Tom Brady managed to pool together his talent. And we're talking... You remember that uh, that whole Patriot Way thing? Danny Amendola had a big incisive interview oh, about it, yeah, being like, Tom Brady was the Patriot Way, and everyone like made a big boo-hoo, like, Bill Belichick did the Patriot Way, blah, 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 blah. Now, aside from exonerating himself from the crimes of Bill Belichick, I, you know, for whatever thing, I, I will say Tom probably knew about some sort of taping. You're the leader, you're the quarterback. Of course, you would know to some degree. I'm not, like... I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm not charging him or indicting him. He has also exonerated himself of Bill Belichick's Patriot way. If you look at how he was able to organize Tampa Bay, and, you know, we can laugh about, I thought we had one more down left, you know, or uh, 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 his miscommunication with Mike Evans uh, in the beginning or Bruce Arians, whatever. This weird, odd couple thing of him and Bruce Arians, if you look at the real gift that Tom Brady gives to Tampa Bay as a player, it is elevating the professionalism of everyone around him. This yeah. defense didn't perform this way under Todd Bowles last season. This offense with all of its beautiful pieces, with a talented quarterback and Jameis Winston, didn't perform like this last year. No one thought that Leonard Fournette would have a resurgence this year, even to the degree that he did. Ronald Jones was not, you know, old Stonehands Jones was not going to have this sort of resurgence. JPP has eight fingers. Kung Su is an NFL pariah. Antonio Brown, he proved that he was right in saying, hey, Bill Belichick, let's keep Antonio Brown. You know like I know this sounds kind of ridiculous but I think I can use Gronk. Hey, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I think Scotty Miller brings value to this team. And that is because the gifts Tom Brady brings to Tampa Bay aren't necessarily his arm, anything physical, anything that depends on what his body can do. He by 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 virtue of his vegan diet, by virtue of his team of trainers, he keeps his body in football shape. I could think you can argue of the great quarterbacks in the in the NFL right now. He is the least talented at this point throwing the football and moving around in and out of the pocket. The gifts that he that. brings <laughs> to the Buccaneers are com- I can
0: name like at least four or five other quarterbacks that are nowhere near.
1: <laughs> the gifts that he brings are completely intangible. You remember what I said to you about Luka Doncic and like other 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 like players that you fought for me against fought against me for, like those point yeah. guards that bring up the levels of the players that they're with. He does that to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he does that by raising the skill level of the players around him. I'm not really worried about these free agent situations. I think that this defense, because it performs so well as a unit and there wasn't really a star star, depends on Todd Bowles. If they keep Todd Bowles if they keep one of Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, I think Tom Brady has a legitimate shot to earn three more rings before he retires.
0: Oh, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> now now, granted, I do think if they did not win the Super Bowl yesterday, the the team would disperse. They would. They yeah, would. But the fact that the fact that of like you winning the first one and
1: you being able to like run it back. This is the ultimate buy in. Barring injury, barring any sort of catastrophic, you know, act of God situations, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady, and Bruce Arians' aggressive offense. It's like uh, uh uh you ever watched the movie Glory Road? The basketball oh, movie? Yeah, Glory Road? Disney
0: Plus. I watched it the other day.
1: Yeah, love that movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. There's this whole thing about um coach Don Haskins, defensive basketball <laughs> And they only started really succeeding when they merged a more aggressive style with his defensive style of basketball. And that merging is exactly what Tom Brady was missing in New England to maximize what talent he has left. And everything else is taken care of by the skilled players and the talented coaches around him. I think that he has a legitimate shot to earn three more rings with Tampa, especially because I wouldn't necessarily worry about his contract being a problem ever going forward. Yeah. So given the fact that they can at least get into the playoffs for the next three, four, five years because the NFC South is about to be so inept yeah. outside of them, he can give him an off season that's more COVID free to implement his systems. It's, I'm just, letting you, know, it's gonna I'm, be I'm just letting you
0: know I've already I've already sold my my Giants tickets um <laughs> to to a bunch, Damn which, it. which 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 leads to my next financial question. Sure. Um how much should I sell my season opener ticket? Cuz you know that's going to be the first Sammy, of the season. Sammy, you're a Tom Brady fan, don't sell your ticket. I you know what? I could probably pay off my whole season ticket and probably pay off my next season tickets off of this one game. There's 20. a good chance I'm not going to sell, but I know I can make bank off of those tickets. I think for Hell, I can make bank off of any tickets here, but I'm going to make the biggest off of that first game, the 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 ceremony of um you know, releasing the the banner from Yeah, the- sure.
1: Now the Knicks are shit. If you're if you're telling me you have a season opener ticket to the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady, four or five hundred dollars at least. At least okay. That's
0: okay. That's no. Well, I'm sitting in club level. So oh, club level access.
1: Seven, up up to seven seven fifty.
0: Well, my season tickets uh, worth sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred.
1: Yeah. Jesus.
0: Well, yeah.
1: well, well, I'll, you know uh, I the, starting, the starting the starting bid's at two thousand. <laughs> I, I might, I'm, 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 I might sell that ticket as well. Um, well, so listen, I genuinely think not just because not just because of him, but because of everything else surrounding him, I genuinely think talent is also shifting to the AFC. I think that Tom Brady can get to a number of Super Bowls, and I think. With you know, right now the proof is in the pudding, and at the risk of sounding you know hyperbolic or reactionary, he can win three in my eyes. And
0: can can and and before we, it, that's awesome that you've shot higher than I did. Um, I like shooting lower than higher. Um, to anybody that is hating on on him out there, can you just at least. God forbid! Can you at least appreciate what you're watching right now? We will more than likely never see again in our lifetime. Yes. Like seriously, we will we will more than likely never witness this again. When you tell your kids or your grandkids, like when they're saying, "Hey, this guy's really good," like oh, it's
1: like he's not Tom Brady. You know. You know. No. I I think this is a generational issue. I think. Um we will always think that we – our generation will be the best. And I'm sure that when, Sammy, you and I are 40 or 50 and, like, our days have gone by, we'll be old people and be like, LeBron James and Tom Brady were the greatest, blah, 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 blah. I'll but put Tiger Woods in there too. I think that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the curse of greatness in the moment. And there's a, there's a grudge match title fight waiting for us sometime down the road about the most underappreciated great athletes ever. Um, yeah. And, you know, for those people hating, even not even if you don't necessarily consider them the greatest of all time, acknowledge their greatness, enjoy what they can do. I know that no matter how much I hated Tom Brady, part of the joy of sports is that primal fear that enters into your bones when he throws a pass against your team in a playoff game. Um you know my buddy Zach. I know that he is a huge Atlanta Falcons fan, and I can tell you, part of the beauty of sports is the devastation that happened to him and the emotional roller coaster that he went on a few Super Bowls ago. Oh uh, yeah. Um. So appreciate the fear. You watch horror movies for a reason, and you don't tell me that they're shit like you do Tom Brady or LeBron James. Appreciate yep. their greatness now. Before it's gone,
0: Yeah. do you consider this uh his best uh Super Bowl? I already have my answer. My answer is no. I think it's his greatest Super Bowl run, like a playoff run, but no, twenty eight to three will always like hit differently.
1: there there are plenty of arguments to be made that his technical best Super Bowls are uh, against the greatest show on turf or the Atlanta Super Bowl. However, I think that this Super Bowl is uniquely the greatest because of the narrative that it helped him shake. This was his version of LeBron coming back to Cleveland. This was um, his version of the repeat-three-peat. For everyone that is a hater of Tom Brady, he just shut all of them up this year, this past Sunday. No other argument works.
0: Thomas Edward Patrick Brady II is the greatest, not only quarterback, but the greatest football player we have witnessed in our lifetime, and you can bank on that, bitches.